This is the kind of podcast you can listen to whenever, wherever. That's right, it's Cover Me, the foremost podcast in talking about popular songs and their many cover versions and comparing them against each other to find out just things about music. I'm your host, as always, Jake Cressy, joined by my... Fuck, I didn't think of this either. Humble. Ah, I was going to do that! <laughs> Fucking great. Small and humble. <laughs> joined, joined by my small and humble co-host. Alex Mildenberger. Alex, how are you doing today? Small and humble. Small and humble. You know, I did not confuse you for a mountain when you came in. That's good. That's lucky. I, was, I, was, I felt <laughs> quite lucky. <laughs> so, we're talking today about uh, Shakira's first English language hit, uh, Whenever, Wherever, off her third studio album, Laundry Service. Whenever... Yeah, because she had she had a couple Spanish language uh, albums and had a couple hits in in like probably mostly South America. Um, right, but she's this is Colombian, when, right? She's from Colombia, and uh, this was her foray into into the like English pop market. Mm-hmm. It went pretty well for her. Yeah, this is uh very. I think the only song of hers more successful than this is "Hips Don't Lie." came out in 2006 it was one of the most success this one's one of the most successful songs of 2002 and one of the best-selling singles of all time with over 8.5 million physical copies sold and this is i mean this is definitely a song that's always been kind of in the back of my mind at least oh yeah it's, it's, it's it came around early enough in my life that like i don't remember it not existing so I don't like remember it coming out, but right. I always felt like it was, you know, there. It was 2001. And possibly, hang on, I should have checked the actual single release date. I wonder if this was a pre or post 9-11 song. Oh, that's a good question. That is something I That did could not answer consider. a lot of questions. This could, yeah. Two th- 20, oh my god, it was a month before 9-11. It was the 27th of August. Okay, so it's like three weeks. The two, world weeks. had not yet lost its innocence. No. Um pre-9-11. My God, that recorded, puts everything in a new light. Yeah, I, I agree with you, though. This one is like, it just is a song that exists in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine a world before that, despite having lived in it. Yeah, despite <laughs> being around. It, it, it seems like it would have been there for that, too. Yeah. So this is a mix of Latin music and world beat. Yeah, it was worked on. She worked on it with like some. What was the? I don't remember the producer's Tim name. Tim Mitchell. Tim Mitchell and Gloria Estefan. Yeah, and I think even Emilio Estefan might have been involved. Yeah, I saw his name somewhere. He was a producer as well. Okay, worked. I think they all worked out of like Miami. Right, because well, uh, Gloria at least, and um, maybe Emilio were Miami sound. Emilio machine. was like a producer for them. For them, okay. So yeah, yeah, she yeah. was Gloria. I forget her last name, and then they got married while they were working uh, together. I'm pretty sure that's the story, anyway. Um, and then yeah, and then it was like Miami Sound Machine, and then Gloria Estefan and Miami Sound Machine, and then just Gloria Estefan because she over, she kind of overshadowed the whole operation. Yeah, well, because they weren't even they were originally called like Miami Soul Boys or something, something like that. <laughs> and then she was part of the group, so then they changed so they the sound machine. So they weren't soul boys anymore. No. And soul people. Yeah, exactly. She just changed it to soul boys. Boys. That's gender neutral, right? I think so. <laughs> soul fellas. Soul fellas. 
um yeah so that was, really, that was kind of like the group that worked on this um it's not exactly clear like where like shakira's work stops and what is gloria estevan's or tim mitchell's yeah it's in it's i don't know i mean I, and i don't even really I know i think gloria estevan has larger breasts than shakira though that's just a she guess probably didn't write that line <laughs> i i don't know well i'll have to look into that <laughs> thank god wrote that line <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to that line in a bit, though. Um, just another fun fact: it's composed in the key of C sharp minor. Oh, that's a good, that's a good key. That's right beside the saddest of keys. It is really, really close. It doesn't get much sadder than that. Doesn't sound very minor. No, it's uh, you know, when I think of minors, I think it's sort of down. Yeah, sad down tempo sadness. Sad but this is a very upbeat. This is a very dancey piece. You know, it is. It's got a lot of interesting sounds in it. There's like. And in flutes of different kinds, yeah. making the sounds and stuff. And the uh, the Andean, what is it called? The charango. Charango? Yeah. Is that the? That's the stringed lute type okay. instrument. Okay. Which sound is that? That I'm not sure, honestly, okay. but that is in here. But um, yeah, there's a lot of like different world musics. Yes, that's where that like world beat vibe, I guess, comes in. Is just in the instrumentation, and of course, she refers to the Andes by name in this song. She does. So it's interesting to also pull instruments from that that geographical area. And it sounds pretty cool, I think. Yeah. In the in the song, having that having that like like that airy flutey yeah, sound doing those, that like, pan pipes kind of doing that noise. little little riff thing. Yeah, dude. That's cool that's thing. definitely one of the the key hooks, I think, of yeah, this song. Part absolutely. of what really drives it is that, and even like some of like the percussion has some like hand. I don't know if they're hand drums, but they sound like not like yeah, a kit. Like definitely like not a traditional yeah, like a traditional drums. kit. So it's yeah, it's got some really cool stuff. Yeah, it's very interesting that this one kind of got to the forefront, given how very not traditional pop instruments it is. Yeah, it definitely has a different feel. Uh, not maybe not too much because mm. like you could mistake it for like a synthesizer, probably, right? Even though later on we'll see it, this stuff done on some synthesizers to various um effects. Um, but I yeah, it it's uh it all kind of fits together. Yeah. Well, it's a nice a nice piece. And do I have any fun quotes about it? Let's see. All Music's Alex Henderson says, It's to Shakira what Live in La Vida Loca was to Ricky Martin, the major hit that brought her to English-speaking audiences in a big way. Which I believe. Yeah. It's her first English hit, so. Yeah, and it was very successful. And then, of course, she also released this in 2002. We'll talk about it in, and actually in Spanish mm -hmm. under the title Suerte, which means lucky. Which she says lucky a lot. Yeah, in, should in we song. get talking about the lyrics? Uh, we should. I just want to give a quick shout out to the bass line in this song. I feel like it's doing a lot of work and doesn't really isn't really that noticeable. Yeah, I didn't notice it at all. Yeah, so, so I there was at least some parts where I was like, oh, I'm glad I listened to this again. Okay, but it's like pretty low in the mix. So. Right. Anyway, oh shit, lyrics, lyrics. So the first verse, she says, "Lucky we're born that far away, so we could both make fun of distance." What the fuck does that mean, Alex? That's a great question. So there's a lot of stuff in this song that like doesn't totally make sense to me, and I have I don't know if it's necessarily just because she like was learning English at the time, right? 
or if it was also related to she's like very much a like poet. Right. So you, you don't know if it's actual like intentional poetry. Yeah. Or like accident by just uh, like English as a second language yeah, kind of thing. Just like a strange translation of some something that makes total sense mm-hmm. in, in Spanish. It's a weird song lyrically because I feel like it goes back and forth between like really obvious kind of poetic mm-hmm. uh speech and then like completely obtuse like what like yeah. she like a line like Talking about, like, I could climb the Andes solely to count the freckles on your body. Like, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know, you would do something difficult to reach the person just to, like, be kind of near them and, mm-hmm. like, see them. And not even do, like, that's not even a, like, that's not a, a, a pleasure task that yeah. most people get in. They're like, yeah, I'm just going to go, you know, count freckles after work. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but it's preceded by that talking about like making fun of distance i don't i have no Mm -hmm. idea what that means i think maybe here's my interpretation to to borrow a phrase from huey lewis that's the power of love oh what does that mean so it's so given that you're so far away so it's a long distance relationship and but our love is so powerful that distance has no effect on it which is so you're making fun of distance because you're like fucking distance thinks it can keep us apart exactly what a bitch yeah you can't do shit distance try harder i can actually accept that which seems like a straightforward explanation and i'm surprised i never came to that conclusion it took i had to fucking like stare at that line and be like what the fuck does this mean (laughs) and then we talked about the next one um Mm -hmm. baby i climbed it never could imagine there were only 10 million ways to love somebody now i'm not an expert on is she is this referring to the freckles on the body it could that sounds like a lot of freckles though i know it sounds like way too many right <laughs> like you can have a lot of freckles and not have 10 million freckles yeah like uh, i feel like that's a lot now um, my next question how tall are the andes they're pretty tall they're long i know that are they a million tall um the line like I feel like the intent of the line is really is like like there's so many ways just talking about how many ways there are to love someone like how much there how complex love is mm-hmm. but it kind of makes it sound like it's not as complex as she thought yeah the way it's set because she says like there's only 10 million as if that were a small number yeah <laughs> and maybe that's it maybe it's almost like a like an ironic statement yeah because when you think of like the infinite sort of concept of love and it's like yeah. oh, it's actually only 10 million ways which yeah 10 million <laughs> is a lot less than infinity yeah but it's still a lot so yeah it's a, a weird one and i i i don't know i just connected to the freckles even though that's mm-hmm. it, it is the immediately preceding lines so. yeah and then we get the uh what's called the pre-chorus here which is Ah, yes. Lay, ro, lo, lay, lo, lay. Lay, ro, lo, lay. Lo, lo, lay. Can't you see? You can't really tell the difference between the lows and the rows. That's what I find. Yeah, I couldn't, I like, I always just thought it was lay, lay, lo, lay, lo, lay, like all L's. I I, I don't think it matters, because like, well, it's also Spanish R, so it's a little closer to Mm, an L sound. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like a ro. Uh, But like, maybe not exactly, maybe... I mean, when it's sung, too, they sound very close. So that's, is that just her doing, like, is this, like, another Freddie Mercury situation? Is this just, like, a... Yeah, I think so. I, I, I don't see, I don't y- see a meaning you to You know a little world days. beat. Is there any, like, precedence for that 
just as a singing thing? Maybe. Uh, none that I know of. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't know that much about, like, actual South American pop music. Right. When we talked about South American pop music, we talked more about moving, like, uh, like how it moved and, and was incorporated into like our pop music okay unfortunately we didn't actually talk that much about south america right in more the class it, more its influence on Western yeah pop, so we like, talked about yeah. shakira and we talked right. about um ricky martin ricky martin okay. and we talked about like pitbull of course but we didn't worldwide. really talk so much about like specifically like colombian pop music okay unfortunately unfortunately okay well that's that's fine yeah, yeah i imagine that's just like it's just a singing thing. And then she says, can't you see I'm at your feet? So that's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm at your mercy in a way. Yeah, right? something I've been listening to some Shakira over the past week. And mm-hmm. something I have noticed about Shakira this weekend in the past feet. Well, I'm going to have to look at uh, look for the feet thing. Uh, I think she likes to have her feet bare, but that doesn't matter. OK, um, <laughs> it's probably more of a dancing thing. But um, a lot of her songs, she comes off as very like subservient in relationships okay i don't know what to make of that but like sometimes listening to shakira makes me feel a little uncomfortable just like in her because of her word choices right like it's okay it's okay shakira so overtly submissive yeah in some ways okay and i don't know if that's related to i don't know yeah, I guess I don't know if she just focuses maybe on that kind of vulnerability. Yeah, and maybe love. that's just me reading into it in a different way. And maybe that, yeah, maybe that's just my head. Yeah, it could putting be. Putting it into know. a weird context, but occasionally I do get I that. I mean, it's very clear in the line, I'm at your feet. I don't know enough other Shakira yeah. to sort of see themes. I'm going to keep that in mind as we go through these lyrics here. Her breasts are small and humble, though. So, you know. That's fair. Fair assessment. That might, that might play into that. I don't know. We'll get to that line. So then we get to the chorus, whenever, wherever. We're meant to be together. That's yeah. That's pretty that's straightforward. straightforward. It's a it's a it's a declaration of of at least infatuation. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be there and you'll be near. So and that's the deal, my dear. Because yeah, I'll be somewhere. But this is kind of weird because she just talked in the the first verse about how far away they are. True, but also said that like di- basically distance can't keep yeah. them apart. So is it like an emotional nearness? More I think than so. A, okay, yeah, that would be. I would agree with that. And that's the deal, my dear. So they made a deal. Yeah. And that's it. Which, which they had better stick with. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Anyway. That's how deals we'll work. We'll get back to that. They're over here under. Is they're over is not a real word. Just no, to... it's, I, w- I forgot <laughs> to look them up, but the, the genius annotation said, this is another way to say whenever, wherever, without repeating yourself. And I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. They're almost right. So it's the idea is supposed to be. That, like, it's like, you know, from here to there kind of thing. They're over. The opposite of there is here. The opposite of over is under. Oh, yeah. So, do either of those words mean anything? Here under is a legal term. Oh, yeah. So, like, under this, <laughs> under this yeah. line, where, like, this means this. Like... Yeah, but I don't think that's how it's being used here. <laughs> yeah, it may just be a... May just be a rhyming thing. I don't yeah, know. I think it's a, this might be closer to what you were talking about with just like a sort of lost in translation thing. Could be because what's the other song? Uh, like, ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no ain't no mountain high. Exactly enough. right. That's what this line is, but just condensed into they're over, they're here, over. Under. here under. Okay, you'll never have to wonder. 
Yes, let's I'll always be faithful. You'll never yeah, have to wonder. Yeah, there's not going to be, yeah. And then we can always play by ear, I think, is to mean, like, even though we're committed to each other, there is, like, flexibility in this relationship. Yeah, or, like, like they've made a deal, but they don't have to plan everything out. Yeah. Today. It's like, and if things come up, and again, I guess this would apply to the concept of distance, like, we can, we can work it out, we'll, because we love each other so goddamn much, wherever, whenever, we'll play it by ear. We'll solve those problems. Yeah. But that's the deal, my dear. My dear. So then we go to uh, verse two, which uh, again starts out with a, a pretty simple one. Lucky that my lips not only mumble, they spill kisses like a fountain. So I don't think mumbling is a benefit. I don't think she's listing no. that as a benefit. No, but she's. Yeah. I think it's like she's kind of nervous, and I know there's there's that idea of like you make me tremble. Like yeah, like when I'm around you, I feel like weak in the knees or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like that song, weak in the knees. Yeah. Uh, and hey, this again plays into kind of a submissive thing because you're like a little bit like quiet, but then yeah. like, when they're together. There's uh, just kisses spilling everywhere. Like a fountain. Like, actually, fountains don't really spill. They are, they're very yeah, contained. Yeah, that'd be a so. broken fountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a broken fountain. Spilling kisses. <laughs> yeah, my kisses. <laughs> they're going everywhere. And now there's kisses all over the floor. And then we get to this just bizarre line. Lucky that my breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains. And you, you mentioned you thought God wrote this line. <laughs> I'm still conflicted whether I think it's just like stupid or actually like kind of poetry. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know what it means to confuse something with a mountain or like, yeah, like they, Was we, that a risk? They were, she was previously talking about, like, mountains as, like, a thing that keeps people apart. Right. So, like, I'm trying to, like, think of, like, that combined with, like, breasts on the front of the body, like, pushing it's you away, like, from, like creating distance, <laughs> like, so we can be closer together because, <laughs> because she has smaller breasts. That might actually be right. Uh, that's, like, the best I can do, because it seems, like, nonsensical. But, yeah. like, v- like not nonsensical, but not really meaningful either. Yeah. It's like mountains. Is like, it- your shape is vaguely the same from a distance, like, but not. Yeah, we're early 2000s. Were we still big on titty culture? I think Maybe so. Maybe pre-9-11, it was, it was all about the breasts. Oh yeah. Well, once <laughs> once America lost its innocence, it was all about the midriff. Yeah, like in that midriff, which the music video has in spades. Because once once America lost its innocence, its gaze lowered. It was sad. Because it was sad. <laughs> <laughs> and we've since lowered a bit more and turned it around. But yeah. anyway, uh, um, yeah, you might be right. I think you might be that's right. Like, with yeah, that that's like yeah, that's the best interpretation. That's the best thing I got. Um, I got Lisa Oliver of Yahoo Music. Who? Let's see what she said. Despite she called this track the top track from the album by miles. Despite such bemusement-inducing lyrics as "lucky that my breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with mountains," it still manages to make you sit up and fancy the synthetic fiber trousers off her. I don't was, know. Was that, that quote in the Wikipedia article? Yes, it was. Because I remember I was reading that and I was like, "That's a weird line." And I literally read it like I started reading it as I was, I was listening to the song, and it played in the song at the exact same time. So I literally read it and heard it simultaneously, and it was bizarre. And I was like, "Oh, I never heard. I never noticed that I line before." No, right? 
you really don't notice the lyrics in the song yeah. until you actually have to look at them. But the phrase was praised by the Guardian's uh, Alexis P- P- Petritus, who called it the most thought-provoking line of recent memory. We're talking about it, so... It is, certainly provokes thought, and then the website Bland is Out also enjoyed the phrase, writing that it's the most clever, self-confident couplet to hit the radio in a long time. It was definitely... I mean, it was early 2000s, so there was a lot of, like... A lot of boobs. Yeah. Top, you know, Do you in, think in the like collective in sexual the collective context. Yeah. Mind. But I, I guess bouncing off what you already said about it, how the, the large breasts would serve as almost a physical barrier. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it also possible that uh, this is what I was getting at earlier that s- since we were valuing t- we were in titty culture, that if her breasts were too big, her the man she was in love with would have been physically intimidated and oh. thus they would have never gotten together. That could be it as well. I mean, whether it's a, a a physical barrier or like a psychological one. Yeah. Yeah. What a line. Because the I mean the mountain thing to me does seem to be like another barrier, at mm-hmm. the very least. So it's like don't worry about don't worry about it. it you know. <laughs> yeah. Not keeping us apart. Can you imagine she climbed all the way up to the Andes to see him, and he's like, "Oh my God, there's two mountains coming at me." <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Andes she's seeing are actually just all titties. <laughs> And that's what she's climbing. <laughs> Count freckles. <laughs> it's all very... There's there's a lot of possibilities. There's tons. Um, if you guys got an interpretation on this line, holler at us, uh, at Jake the Crest, C-J-A-K-E-T-H-E-C-R-E-S-S-Y. Hashtag small and humble. Or hashtag tit mountain. <laughs> tit mountain. <laughs> Let's go with hashtag tit mountain. <laughs> Um, then we go to the next line, lucky I have strong legs like my mother to run for cover when I need it. How does she know her mom has strong legs? Probably ask her. <laughs> I don't know. I just, the only thing. Like she can... knows her mother. <laughs> I, like, I guess, yeah, but what's her mom doing with her legs? <laughs> That's the only thing I can imagine I'm, is I'm... her, like, crushing watermelons. <laughs> I was gonna guess running for cover. <laughs> I guess. Um, but. In terms of that, I think it's another line trying to say, like, trying to be, be almost encouraging. Like, don't worry. Like, if, if I'm, like, feel threatened, like, I can get away. Like, you don't need to, to, to act right. maybe standoffish because, because if, if, like, I don't feel threatened by you. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable around you. So, like, don't worry because I'm, I, I can run away if I need to. I'm not running away, so right. I think that might be an interpretation of so the line that you can trust. That's a that's a good idea. I I looked at the Spanish translation. Oh, and it translated to "Good luck to inherit firm legs, <laughs> to run if one day you need." So I was thinking in that one, if if that's at all an accurate translation, it seems to be like I have strong legs, so I can run to help you rather than to save myself. But I like your interpretation better because I think that makes more sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like enough poetry that like it probably allows for multiple interpretations. Yeah. But... And I think like strong legs means you can kind of stand on your own. That too. You know, like you can take care yeah. of yourself. She's independent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I guess another thing, the the concept of like being a strong independent woman who doesn't need a man. Right. She's maybe saying. 
I have that independence. Mm-hmm. I have that strength. And I can still have a relationship of this type. Yeah. That's a pretty that's a pretty good statement in two lines. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> and then the last one for this verse is, and these two eyes that for no other, the day you leave will cry a river. Now is she expecting him to leave? I think just if. Okay. <laughs> it's it's yeah. an ifs if statement. <laughs> right. All right. Now it's yeah, pretty self-explanatory. I think so. I will <laughs> cry when you leave. Yeah. And then we go to the pre-chorus where this time she says, at your feet, I'm at your feet. She does say it two times. Mm-hmm. Thus increasing the tension of, I don't know. <laughs> and then we get the bridge where we get some more lay rolets. And then she says, think out loud, say it again. Say it again. Which doesn't make sense, I think, until we get to the next line where she says, tell me one more time that you'll live lost in my eyes. Which is just a fancy way of saying that you're in love with me, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I, I don't see anything deeper there. Yeah. But I, maybe I need to be lost in the eyes. Or maybe I have something lost in my eyes, so I can't see it. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all the lyrics there. Yeah, I mean, there's another like couple choruses. Yeah. And then she, what does she say? Um, You've got me head over heels. Right. And that's like the only additional There's nothing there. left to fear if you really feel the way I feel. Yes. Yeah. There's nothing left to fear. If you really feel the way I feel. Right. But there's something to fear if you don't. Yeah. So she No, got, that's probably she, not true. She, like, acknowledges that... And then threaten... No. That their love is, like, two two separate people's choices coming together, right? Yeah. Just because she loves him. She's like, well, if you don't love me, I don't know. That's a much better interpretation than a threat. <laughs> <laughs> she did say before they have a deal. That's right. And he has to honor the deal. No. <laughs> I don't think it's a threatening line. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, so that's the lyrics. Um, yeah. They're pretty cool, actually. They they got more going on than you might think. I know. That happens a lot where, like, we go, I'll have, you know, my ideas, and then we'll bring our ideas together and be like, oh, that bo- they both work, or, like, we can put those together, and now it's more meaningful. So Yeah. Yeah, there's actually, there's something there. There's something there. Thanks, Shakira, for writing this song. Um, What else do I got to say about this one? So let's talk, I guess, more about the instruments. Yeah. Um, it opens up with a riff, these four notes on the guitar, boom, 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 yeah. which is apparently also four notes that are in uh, Shine On You Crazy Diamond by Pink Floyd. Which I, I don't know. I don't know that song that well. Um, it's, uh, it's I very had long. to like, fucking, yeah, so I had to like skirt through it a little. Because it was weird the first time I listened to it this week, I listened to uh, Whenever Wherever, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I didn't know why my brain was like lit up so quickly about that. I was like... That's weird. I thought this was a different song yeah. for some reason. It definitely does have... I mean, it's like a pretty rocky. Yeah. Like, like 70s rock sound to the guitar. It's definitely which, taking advantage of that minor key. Like, that's the most yes. overtly minor setup in this and that song. Was, I know if you read some of the like Wikipedia stuff about like origins and history of mm-hmm. Shakira, there's like... A point in her life where, like, she heard some, like, old rock and roll song, and then her, like, mom and dad got her a bunch of old, like, records. Oh. So, yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Way to go, Shakira. So she has some, and then, like, an acoustic guitar, and then, boom. Pop star. Damn. That's, like, a pretty, that's, like, the most stereotypical, almost, like, (laughs) musician origin story. It's like, I heard old music, then I got a guitar, and then I made music. Amazing. It's that simple. It's just, yeah, anybody can do it. You just have to hear old music. 
I'm nodding to agree with you. <laughs> um, I, she doesn't sound a lot like Kermit on this song. No, I was going to bring up the uh, the Kermit Shakira merger. There are songs, as we have as we have discussed, probably not on this show before. Yeah, it is very easy to go from imitating Shakira to imitating Kermit the Frog when singing a Shakira song. Yeah, just like but, I'm, I'm uh, sure most people know, hips don't lie. Just yeah. think about that. Run that through your so- head right now. And then just slowly shift it to Kermit. And, and it, it, it doesn't seamless. take much. So, or like underneath your clothes. Those are two, I think, that are, that are good for the Kermit Shakira merger. Okay. But it, it depends on the song. I'm surprised she hasn't been on the Muppets or something. She, surely she has. She probably has. Like Sesame Street. Everyone's yeah, been on Sesame Street. Everybody's been on Sesame Street. At least. So. Um, really good rhythm on this. It's very, like, it's a, like I said, it's a good dance piece. Like. I couldn't help but groove to it like, every time it was on. Cool sounds. I don't think I have anything else to say about the this song other than the music video. Yeah, let's talk about the music video. So the music video. So a few things. If you search up the music video, um, there's a few things that come up in the like, you know, the search results. Yeah. One is a a Mad TV parody version. Uh, I don't know how you feel about Mad TV. I was never a huge Mad no, TV fan. No, not crazy about him. No, uh, I didn't think it was very funny. It was just like kind of cheaply making fun of Shakira. And it was like, look at my butt. I don't remember what they said. But the first comment was like, "This epic and genius parody is." Yeah, anyway, they thought it was epic and genius. Of course, which I disagreed with. Hmm. Um, non-verbally, and and if you scroll down a little further, or mm-hmm. maybe not, I don't know. There's a a video. Where the like description is like, so this was a great video I wanted to share, but it's not a video. It's just this song with a picture of like a hentai lady, like <laughs> bent over in like a bikini. The, it's static image. I don't know. Like this, this the whole thing. Do you think they just like misuploaded it? I don't know. Like it was supposed to start with the hentai lady <laughs> and then go somewhere. <laughs> it didn't go anywhere, so I would hope it was supposed to, but it's still there. Uh, fucking bizarre. And then the one you sent me was the like the Zootopia fan pairing video. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Which is just like a bunch of. S- is it just scenes from Zootopia? Yeah. With this song? And then they like sometimes try to sync it up so it looks like the characters are saying it. Yeah. And then other times it's just them like looking longingly at each other. Which is so cool. I mean, Shakira is, if she's not in Zootopia, she does a song in Zootopia. I think okay. she's a character as well, though. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, so I guess that would be why. Right. But... That video just reminds me oh, of, no. uh, th- there was that bit in Community where he plays that music over just like, chopped up footage of two characters looking at each other. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you can do this with 82 characters, and it looks like they have a romantic relationship going on. And that was actually based off, he specifically got that song because the first video he ever saw of a fan-made, like, community video was for, like, Jeff and Anna was that song, and so <laughs> he had to get the rights to that just for that. Was what funny. was the song? It was, um, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. Okay. But how does it go? It's okay. Fucking, no. I gotta look it up. The song is "Gravity" by Sarah Bareilles. Bareilles, Bareilles, Barrels, Sarah Barrels, B A R E I L L E S. 
Google it. So then just before we jump into it, this won a Latin Grammy Award for Best Short Form Music Video. Okay. All right. Just a little fun fact to consider. And it's directed by Francis Lawrence. Short form music video? Yeah. What's a long form music video? I guess maybe one that would have, um, like, what we talked with Robbie, like, interstitial scenes or, like, starting scenes. I guess so. I didn't think it was that common, but... Yeah. I just I didn't even think about okay. that till right now. Right. So the music video is directed by Francis Lawrence, who did a bunch of music videos and then eventually started directing films. He directed Constantine, I Am Legend, and uh, three of the Hunger Games films. Cool. So he didn't direct the first I one. I haven't seen any of the movies you just listed. You haven't seen I Am Legend? No, I haven't. Okay. I it's don't know why. a good film. Okay. <laughs> well, it Maybe could that's have been. why. The ending's bad. And, uh, yeah. so, but, uh, so this starts and she's underwater. Yeah, and she emerges. She dolphin jumps out of the yeah. water onto stone. And this is like entirely green screen, this, yes. uh, this video. Yes, lots of green screen and water. Yeah. And mud. Yeah. Yeah. So then she stands there for a bit. Yeah. And then she starts dancing. And she's dancing through most of the video. Mm-hmm. And it just like it shifts to like nature shots and puts her in different and there's an eagle. nature environments. Yeah, there's an eagle for a bit. She dances in a stampede of horses. Yeah, that's the part I remember. Yeah. From like early life. Yeah. That's the only that's the part that stuck with me. Is when she's dancing and like the horses are are running by. Um and sometimes she dances like in ways that like kind of ties in with the lyrics. Yeah, like when she does like, big windmill. Like when arms. she says when my <laughs> breasts are small and humble. Yeah. She touches her small and humble breasts. That's right. And then dances. Her, her working man's breasts. Yeah. <laughs> Later on she's on a mountain. Yeah. But it's like kinda goes between like kind of like more like a foothilly area and like the top of a mountain. Yeah, like top of the mountain. And then at, at the end of the video, she jumps off that mountain. But that's right? not the important part. <laughs> the important part is she does spend a significant amount of this video crawling through mud. That is right. So I just wanted to mention that. And she's muddy. Which again, into your Shakira submissive theory, like crawling through mud. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was maybe a bit much. But the other thing I noticed was some of the poses she does reminds me of... Um, the toxic music video when Britney Spears was wearing the like diamond, just the diamonds. Right. When she, like yeah. some of the stuff she does where she'll like have her hands on the ground and like puts her leg up in a particular way. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of that, which was a couple years later. That's right. I don't know if that would have influenced that. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it does. I, uh, this must have had some kind of the right time frame. Yeah. Both in terms of the music, because Spears borrows that uh, so riff like, from yeah. a Bollywood piece. Which, I mean, obviously that's not South American, but you're stepping yeah. out into world music there. But there's some of that, too, and we'll see that mm-hmm. soon, that influence as well. Yeah. Yeah, and then so... Uh, the, and then she eagle dives off the mountain. She eagle, and back into the water. Back into the water. So, and I assume it just loops. Yeah, you can <laughs> put this on an infinite loop. <laughs> Constantly coming out of the water to dance, crawl in mud, come up a mountain, and then drop and then off. Dive back in. Yeah, it's a very simplistic music video. I mean, she's a good dancer. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know if I would have given it a, a Grammy award. Maybe it was really impressive special effects at the time. Yeah, honestly, like, not awful green screen for 2002. Yeah, could it, like, especially considering her hair is very, like, curly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, although, as I understand, uh, music video, music videos are more about, like, sh- like, Im- like, the image and, like, like just making a thing look good and just like the shot and like the coloring and stuff right so things i wouldn't really notice Mm. when i watched it so maybe that's really impressive like the color grading i don't know which they probably would have just used film but 
I have no idea what I'm talking about, so. <laughs> Color grading, man. Man, you know. Um, so that's all I have to say about the original version. Should we talk about the Spanish version now? I didn't really have much to say about the Spanish version. Uh, just other in terms than the, of uh, singing. Like, okay. The, what somebody noted, one of the reviewers noted that she sounds more nasally when she sings in English. Really? Yeah, and you can, you can notice it on, I'll be here, you'll be near. And then if you listen to the Spanish version, it doesn't have that kind of ringing. Okay. Yeah, just a little I interesting I wonder thing. if that's, that's like actually a difference in like how the languages are spoken or just something she does. Yeah, I'm not I could, sure. I could definitely believe that because, you know, if you're trying to do a language and do an accent or whatever, you might not be doing it in the most natural way because right. you're not used to it. And she was pretty new to English at the time. So I, I wouldn't be too surprised if like... If that was just a, a byproduct of, of not speaking the language that right. well. Yeah, I could yet. see that. And like, I, I thought she, si- I think she sings great. I didn't the, even notice that. So. And I don't know, I like the Spanish version too. She's got a good fucking Spanish voice. Yeah, I like to listen to non-English versions of pop songs. Because sometimes they have stupid lyrics. Yeah. So like, if you hear the non-English version, you don't have to worry about that. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, it's almost, it's easier to do other stuff when you're listening to that. Because you can't really get like caught up in the lyrics yeah except when she says contigo because then i'm like hey <laughs> water bottles <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay um what uh what order does the i didn't have some dates for some of the remixes okay uh, i started with the like uh what was it the like sahara mix okay yeah i've got that one next if that's what we want to talk about yeah do we have an artist for that it's her it, it, oh, she. she I, I believe it. so. Okay, I believe so. Okay, some because somebody in the comments it's, it's said that on she was doing her like expanded version of laundry service. Okay, so she did release it herself. Interesting. So this it's called the Sahara version, mm-hmm. and it's like a complete remix of the song, and it's got a lot more like Middle Eastern type influence. Yeah, I've written here drums, but like Sahara drums. The drums on this are like a like a tabla, so that's more Indian, but oh, they okay. would be yeah Middle Eastern kind. Of, I mean, there's some I don't know exactly where, but it, I think like kind of like South Asia basically. Right. I think. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like a tabla sound. Not all of them, but the like fasters, because the tabla, you like play with your fingertips. Okay. So you So like if you hear that like fast drumming. Yeah. That's, that's a tabla. And I think a dugga is the lower version of that. I don't know if I'm saying that right. <laughs> um, so that's that drum, and that definitely happens in this version. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens with fire sound effects, though. Yeah. I want to make that clear. There's like, like uh, is, there, is there horse clopping in there as well? Oh, maybe. I feel like I hear that after the fire go. <laughs> and she does like a chant, like wherever, whenever, wherever. Yeah. We're meant to be together. Yeah, she does a chant. Um, and, and then, then we get, get some the... la 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 la. Yeah. And then that, I don't know what that instrument is, but it's like. Yes, the like snake charmer flute. Yeah. I looked that up too. It's called a punji. A punji. And it's made out of like a dried gourd. Interesting. Yeah. They're like those flutes that kind of have like the. They're like long, but then they have the like the bolly yeah. thing on the end, you know. Okay. That you'd see. Yeah, you would see a, see a yeah, snake charmer exactly. using. Okay. So I believe that's a punji. 
Um, and yeah, this this one's really interesting for all the instrumentation. It's yeah. got a lot of stuff, and it actually changes through as they go compared to the original, which instrumentally was fairly static. Yeah. Um, between I mean, like verse chorus. Yeah, know, it was really like, more like a backing track on the yeah. original. Whereas this one, it keeps the like flute riff. Yeah. But then it also has like the like Indian violin sound. Yeah. Or like. Maybe not Indian, but like like you would hear like in 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 the Bollywood sample from yeah. Toxic, um, that kind of violin sound, just a different style. Yeah, of and playing. I definitely noted that because I was that's that's what made me think of Toxic was actually this version. Yeah, it definitely has that. Which I wouldn't be surprised if this song or this version of this mm-hmm. song was a reason. Was a direct like, inspiration. Ended up having that. Yeah, absolutely. Or that Toxic got made at all in that way. Now, there's a really funky, like, I don't know if it's a guitar or maybe just a synth or something that kind of plays in the back on, I don't know if it's on the verses or the chorus, but I thought that part was really good. Which part is that? It's like a, it's, I'll have to fucking pull up this song, because, yeah, so to come back to it, the guitar riff is funky as hell. Yeah, it is really and funky. And subtle, though, you can, you have to, like, really listen for it. Yeah, it's it's definitely in the background, but, like, funkiness. Yeah. And what else? We there's some like hand claps and shit on this. It goes through. We actually get a switch up, I think, on the chorus to more like a traditional drum kit. Sound. Yeah, it kind of goes back and forth between mm-hmm. that kind of traditional. So it'll do like a traditional drum kit with like the Andean flute. Yeah, and then it'll switch over to like that that uh, pungy with things, like yeah. the the violins and, and the mm-hmm. tabla and everything. So it it swaps back and forth between like sets of instruments. Yeah, pretty rapidly. And it's, yeah, it's very lively, and it's good. Like, it's a very good transition. It's an interesting version. And, Mm -hmm. like, even later on, there's, like, the, like, part that would be, like, the flute playing on its own. It does that. Yeah. But now it becomes, like, like like, the flute like extended flute riff from later on right in the piece yeah, yeah, um, yeah it like goes between that with the drums like i just mentioned and i think there's like an ep or something in the background yeah like which is weird i don't know there's just so much stuff yeah, it's, going it's on dance here. with just and then you'll swatch swip over to the to the um punji and the tabla and like i was just saying yeah like, it's like almost a call and response between like the two sections yeah but it's very interesting because it just like totally swaps out the instrumentation mm-hmm. so pretty wild yeah, pretty fucking wild version. Um, I don't like the the punji in in short bursts. I found it kind of annoying when it, it, it just kind of goes like. It's very like high and buzzy. Yeah, so. but I don't, when it goes like long form and just kind of like rips for a bit, I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, it is one of the things. I'm trying to remember. I was looking at a lot of instruments because of this, mm-hmm. but I believe one of the things I read mentioned that it's really more of a like rhythm instrument. Nope. Different thing. Yes, different. Thing. Okay, <laughs> that was the like end day. Okay, uh, mess- I'm mixing everything up, but there- uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I noticed the uh, the drum kit drums have a little little boots and cats action kind of going on. It does. Well, that's like the the kit, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of like more traditional or or like pop style stuff with mm-hmm. more traditional instrumentation mixed in. Yeah. Busy, but not all at the same time, so it's kind of manageable. Yeah, it's not, it's it's busy, but it's not like chaotic. It's not yeah. awful. This one was pretty neat. That's cool. So let's talk about uh, Monday in two thousand three. Whenever 
Wherever we are meant to be together I'll be there and you'll be near That's just the deal, my dear They're over here under you Monday, uh, from an album called Even Better Than The Real Thing, Volume 1. Yeah, which is... Uh, which is probably not true. Probably not true. Uh, he, so this guy's an Irish singer-songwriter. And, he has uh, a song in Romeo Plus Juliet oh, yeah. called To You I Bestow that I don't know and didn't look up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This one wasn't like a phenomenal version. I really like the harmonica intro for the the start. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty. It was pretty basic. It was just yeah. like blowing chords, basically. Yeah, it's like harmonica noises. Yeah, I feel like it would have been better for a wholly different song, though. I agree with that because it's like very stripped down, and it's like it's an acoustic guitar version. Yeah, I, I didn't really like it that much. It's like, you know, it's the the guy at a party that oh, I always yeah. heard about but never experienced with an acoustic guitar. Yeah, fucking. He ain't. sings Wonderwall. <laughs> Does he exist? I don't know. I don't I've know. never seen one. Allegedly, yes, though. I feel like that fucking guy in high school did that once or something similar to that. Michael? Yeah. He played guitar sometimes. <laughs> I never saw him do it at a party, though. No. I think he brought it to school. He used to, like, bring it to rehearsals. He'd bring it to school and, and, hey, sing, hey guys. and sing Flight of the Concord songs. Yeah. Fuck hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs> uh, Mike. <laughs> All right, so yeah, it starts off with that harmonica, and then you get just it's it's not the most basic acoustic. Like he kind of does arpeggios, I think, throughout. All right, but okay. you know, yeah. it's it's still not incredible. He keeps the line about having breasts yeah. in. The guitar is finger picking. Everyone keeps the line about breasts. Breasts, in. yeah. I think everyone likes that line, and it's, I understand why. I totally understand why. And this is a great version if you want to hear what the lyrics are. Yeah, definitely. He, he's very clear in his enunciation, and it's slow. And it's slow, yeah. Um. And there's none of this Lalo Loray ambiguity. It's just O's. Yeah. Not a lot of energy, though. It's like it's kind of just a one note piece. Yeah. You can like hear his Irish like... accent on Lucky. Sounds like he says Lucky. Yeah. Although, when he says there's another line, it almost sounds like he's trying to do a, like a, like a Spanish type accent. Hmm. But I don't know. Maybe that's just weird things that I don't understand about an Irish accent. Could be. I've I've written here in all caps, DEAR. I think he says dear, DEAR pretty loudly at some point, yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah, pretty simple. It is really simple. Kind of <laughs> skips out. There's no, like, he doesn't do the, like, bridge section near the end. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. We've heard worse acoustic yeah. covers, I think, but this one's not great. Well, it's not Aquila. Yeah. <laughs> Although I wouldn't say, I mean, that that was piano. But anyway. Yeah. Um, it's not Aqualung. Uh, the artist. Just in case anyone hasn't heard, yeah, that episode. Check out "Take on Me." Yeah, yeah. Take on me. Take on me. Um. In the meantime, let's talk about India Martinez. Please, in let's. I don't have anything else to say about Monday. <laughs> So she's a flamenco and pop style singer from from Spain. From Spain, yeah. Which, yeah. Can you tell me anything about flamenco music? It has cool shirts and guitars. Hell yeah, it does. Flamenco guitar sounds cool and is difficult to do because you have to play really fast. Yeah. Um, and another thing I can tell you, not about the genre, but her name is like her like not stage name is 
Jennifer Jessica. <laughs> well, I don't know if one of those might be a middle name. Okay. <laughs> and then last name, right, okay, that makes Last sense. name, like, Martinez something. Like, something. it's two last names. Oh, okay, it's a hyphenated. Anyway, but she just goes by India Martinez. Uh, <laughs> her first name was Jennifer, and her last name was Jessica. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, And, which, I don't know, it sounds more like standard western anyway but this version is has a little bit more like middle eastern influence as well yeah like north african kind of stuff which makes sense because yeah there's the because this one has the uh the singers at the start right yeah in my head i was like yeah it's like lion king (laughs) yeah which that sounded more sub-Saharan Africa to me. Yeah, but I don't know the music that well. I couldn't like I just couldn't find like I didn't I didn't know which part of Africa to look at for yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. I was but just like sub-Saharan Africa really big. So yeah, it sounded more like Lion King, which is what I would associate with sub-Saharan Africa. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's, probably, it's probably not totally accurate. Um, and, then, and we had, so the uh, the opening on this is like guitar with some drumming kind of mysterious kind of hypnotic and honestly almost kind of sounds like like legend of zelda music oh yeah yeah kind of like something you'd hear in like the like the spirit temple kind of area yeah because the spirit temple did have some probably middle east yeah probably there's like there was something and i wasn't sure what it was but there's it sounds like some kind of chordophone Mm -hmm. that i don't that i can't identify okay Um, but it's neat and the kind of got like that it's almost got, I forgot to mention the original has like a Dembo style beat, which is pretty typical in like what we would call Latin music. Okay. Um, and this has something that sounds like that too, but I know there's another version of that rhythm from like Middle Eastern music. So I don't know if it's supposed to be that or both. Right. Or Interesting. What defines that kind of rhythm? The What's rhythm, it's... the sound is like the okay yeah but there's like a beat missing which isn't that big a deal but i don't know if it's supposed to actually be a different rhythm or not okay interesting so this one's got uh for the main part it's got this like string section yeah that like kind of that does the like the melody parts does its own kind of like rip and riffs and stuff like very prominent in the song in this version oh did we mention this is technically a cover of suerte yeah right because it is spanish this is all in spanish um, I'm super jealous of her alveolar trills, R's, her, her rolled R's. Oh, yeah. Because they're very natural sounding, because she grew up speaking the language. <laughs> Look at that. This is, uh, yeah, this one's, like, she's got a good voice. I like what the, the stringed instruments do here. Yeah, there's neat, like, they kind of, um, leave and come back a few times. I don't remember exactly when. Yeah. <laughs> and then, they're... In the chorus, they're they're really prominent as well, the strings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, right at the end of the chorus, we get like kind of a pause and then a ding. It's <laughs> like a try. I I'm envisioning a triangle, but yeah. I, I don't know. So that's a fun part. That is fun. I had to listen to that a few times. And then uh, at one point, she just sings. It sounds like just some some nonsense. At one point, I'm trying to remember where well, that is. Well, it's probably Spanish. Are you? Sh- yeah. What? What the fuck is this nonsense? I don't know. I don't know what she says. But you're right. It's probably just Spanish. Some of it did sound like just like sounds. <laughs> Some of it didn't sound like Spanish, but I could be wrong. I don't know yeah, Spanish. I don't know. I don't know a lot about Spanish. 
And um, it is pretty similar to the original. Yeah. Um, it, the intro's longer, as we mentioned. It's mm-hmm. got the, like, choral singing. And then there's, like, the flute is replaced with that kind of, like, Middle Eastern slash Indian, I don't really know where the delineation is, um, violin sound. Right. Yeah, that's kind of the big part on this. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with just, like, a, a one big strong note at the finish. Bing. And you're like, all right, let's talk about Aisha in 2016. Aisha, which I tried to look her up. Very difficult. Everyone just told me it was the most beautiful woman possible or something, which I think is a reference to a song. Yeah. By, uh... Like another, are they called another bad creation or something? They're like children, or were children <laughs> they when were that song t- came out. Very young. They were like, what is it, Han- Hanson? Yeah, like Hanson. They're like Hanson. But not Hanson. But not Hanson. <laughs> All right, so, so this I don't one know starts with the Lolly Lulu. I don't know dance VRS is either. I think that just means dance version. Oh, okay. That's my guess, anyway. <laughs> it does kind of look like that. So this is a dance remix. Um, pretty similar, a little faster. And they've just like added a bunch of synthesizers. Yeah, we get a lot of oons, 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 oons for the for the like and like beat. heavy, heavy kicks. Yeah, like echoey kick. Yeah, I don't have much notes on this because no, this I don't was... either. It's like this is a dance remix, very straight. They, there's a lot of synthesizers that I didn't like pick out because there was just so much going on. Yeah, and we get uh, uh, echoes on the vocals. Very yeah, but it's kind of neat mm-hmm. because it's like a like. It lasts a while, so you can hear, like, after the fact. Yeah. So it's, like, it's odd. It's maybe more echo than, like, if I was doing this, I probably wouldn't let the echo last that long. Yeah. But I'm obviously not doing it for a reason. So. Well, you particularly hear it on when she says, dear. That's the deal, my dear, dear, dear. dear. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, you get the pan pipe still on this one, doing their, doing their pipe thing. And there's kind of, like, a... One synthesizer I did notice is during the chorus, there's like a synthesizer that's kind of like climbing up and down. Okay. So it's kind of neat. I don't remember exactly what the sound is. I wonder if that's the kind of synth I've written down here that goes all wobble wobble. You want to see? <laughs> <laughs> did you say it was near the end or in the, chorus. in the chorus? Oh, yeah, yeah, I hear that. Yeah, and it's got a very, uh, all the choruses have very bright synth to that. Like, ding, yeah. ding. Yeah, kind of almost like that, cl- what, what, is, what did I call it? Clavichord or something. Yeah. Like that. Is that the right? That might be it. <laughs> that, like, clav sound. It's almost harpsichordy, but. Right. Yeah. But it's not. It's not quite. Okay. Aisha, it was fine. Yeah. It but, was, I could dance to it, but I would probably say, like, why didn't you play the original? Yeah. Because that's already such a like, good dance track. Like, is it a, is it a royalty problem? Because I get it if it is. Yeah. But, you know. Okay, we're going to talk about Maitri Mercurji. Thank you for trying to pronounce that so I didn't have to. Thank you. That's 2016. That is an Indian name. I that believe. is. And this also features um, her sibling, whose name I have yes. not written down. Cool. There was, yeah, there was another name on it, yeah. but I equally didn't want to say that. Is, uh, Too difficult. It's I don't know. Look at the Spotify thing, so, guys. Fuck you. So if you search the name, you'll find she's a scientist, an artist, a bookworm, a dentist, PhD. It's a different 
different people. That's a different. It's all different people. Oh my god. Um, with this name, she's Indian, I believe. Yeah, I believe that. And is the correct. subtitle of the album is a bouquet of English love songs blended with Indian classical vocals. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So my big problem with this one off the bat is the mixing. Yeah, I I, I was I thought it might be a live version. I'm but sure. I don't think it was. I don't think it is. At first, I, it doesn't sound very good at all. No. Um, there's like a lot of, like, you lose out on a lot of, like, low frequency, I think. Mm-hmm. It's very and strange. Just the, she all sounds the like far away. Yeah. And it almost of... sounds like a, like, yeah, like a bootleg. Yeah. It's, it's very or like odd. like karaoke, like somebody just yeah. recorded somebody doing karaoke because, like, all the instruments are mixed very low. Like, you can barely hear them on the track. Mm-hmm. And then there's her. And it's just like a weird dissonance and even the like two. she her vocals which are the hot like the most prominent yeah. thing they're like weirdly like filtered yeah and missing out they and you specifically hear it when she gets like louder that yeah. like something's off mm-hmm. so this is a weird version i mean in terms of the mixing it's pretty straight other than that yeah it's, it's like I th- I think the flute might be a synthesized version, but it could just be like a sample. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it might be a synth because they do the that synthesized flute for the yeah, and then I think use it for the other like flute parts. Yeah, okay. And what like yeah, it's pretty straight. The the vocals actually could be good if it was mixed better. Yeah, I think. they sound fine. Yeah, like she's doing, a and they sound job. interesting. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it sounds very odd, and it's crazy because there are actually two singers, and the harmonies are mixed so goddamn low that you can barely tell they're there. I didn't even like realize. Exactly. Like I saw two names on that, I was like, that doesn't make sense. There's only one person singing. Yeah, but no, it's two of them on there. It so is- this one is I, this one's disappointing. I thought it could actually be yeah. something good if you just I don't know remastered it. Yeah, or just didn't do that. Yeah. Whatever they did was it was not right. Yeah, it was something fucked up. There's there. also she adds some like I wrote down Sasanini. Oh, her, Sasanini. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sasanini. That was kind of so cool. For her like transitions, which I th- does it replace Lalo Lolays? Um no. No. I don't think so. No, she still no. does that. But she adds like a her other transition. Yeah, I think that's sections. at the end of the chorus. And uh, I don't know if that I was Wondering, I wasn't sure what part of this was the traditional Indian or the Indian classical vocals. Mm-hmm. So thought that might be it. That's I think my maybe best the guess. whole whole singing is. Oh, maybe. And then that's just like that's specifically like a just a thing you would do in Indian classic singing. Yeah, that that was my. Whereas the rest is done in the style of best guess anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it's a a version with more potential, uh, but it doesn't doesn't sound very good no it really doesn't. like i when i first heard the beginning i was like oh this is gonna be a terrible terrible version because at first i was like she's just bad at singing but no yeah it's just the mixing yeah it's fucking bad let's talk about leo in 2017 Leo, coming back to Leo, who we have talked about before. Yes, on our Africa episode. And he has a ton of covers. This is Leo Metal Covers Volume 14. Yep. And uh, I don't remember anything else about him. Was there anything else noteworthy? Um, yeah, he's a YouTube artist who YouTube does guy? like yeah. covers and shit. Starts with, uh, he plays the guitar intro. And it's very, like, wavery, I called it. 
Oui, it sounds like like I believe it's like going really fast, panning between uh, okay, the yeah. left and right. I like, could. Be. I was. I always listen to it through my TV, so I don't pick up on little shit like that. That's why I like to mention them because I always have those headphones on. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so it's it's and then we get a sort of classic metal guitar rhythm, which then switches to a root fifth rhythm when we Does get to the actual he not verse. Do the like flute part no. with power chords? Oh, he does. Later, I believe. Okay. But at first, it's just like. Oh, kinda... I'm sorry. He, I, I, I have conflicting notes, but he has power chords, and there is an acoustic guitar part. Is there? In the original song. Oh. Okay. He's just playing that, I believe, uh, or like as power chords. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And it kind of sounds reggae. Yeah, because he does root fifth. Yeah, <laughs> and he does a real like skank. Yeah. It's very weird. It's like reggae metal. Yeah, and is there like a, there's a horn in this version too? Is there? But give it. A, I'm gonna make you fucking listen to this because there is a fucking horn here. Is is this ska metal? So there is kind of a horn in here. It, yeah. It doesn't have like a huge role, but but it is there. It is there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but he does later do the like the pan flute bit, but on, on guitar. guitar, and it that it sounds cool. Like yeah, yeah. And he also kind of like whispers when he's singing. Yeah, it sounds like the, he's whispering. Particularly in the verses or in the. I think the verses. Yeah, look at them. Look at them. so small and humble. Yeah. And yeah, it's mostly like the like kind of metal, screamy, growly. Yeah, so he goes like super growly on whatever, wherever, and then he goes to just kind of a more regular metal voice for. I'll be there and you'll be here. That's the deal, my dear. And also, like he does the la 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 lays. Uh, the flute transition from the end changes to guitar, as you mentioned. And there's like a drum roll. Yeah. That leads into the second verse. But there's something I wanted to mention, because the second verse, as we know, yep. are the breasts are small verse. Yep. And after that, he does like a growl and just says, my breasts are small. <laughs> that's definitely the highlight of this version is him growling that. <laughs> no, that's before the guitar solo he does. Yes, then there's a guitar solo. And, uh... Like a sitar type sound? Hmm. Yeah. I didn't notice that. It's interesting. And then, uh, yeah. Talks about getting lost in my eyes. And... This one, I, I kind of have the same notes for this one that I have for his Africa one. Yeah. And then I just feel like it didn't translate well. Although, interesting decision with the reggae thing. Yeah. So, He definitely made some one, braver choices on this, and but, I like that. Yeah. But I'm um, I don't know. Something's still missing here for me. I agree with that. And maybe I'm more like a power metal person or something. Because <laughs> like usually I don't go for like growly stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We've we've talked, we've had quite a few growly covers, and I always feel like some of them are close but never quite yeah. on the mark. Yeah. And I I don't know why. This also I think is maybe not enough guitars. Yeah, it could we'll be. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, you mentioned... Is our next song... Are we jumping from this right into the power metal version? Uh, no, I think we should talk about Flabbergasted first. Okay, right, that's 2017. I yeah. forgot. And... And it's a bass hall movement. 
It is a base hall movement. <laughs> this one, um, it's a remix. Yeah, this one is a remix and doesn't really have a lot to it. I found. no, it really doesn't, does it? It like really comes in with that like dembo early on. Yeah, like right from the start, and um, just does like a little synth progression. Yeah, it was very sparse. And they had like this synths almost have like a steel drummy sound to them. So I yeah. guess they're probably trying to go for a tropical thing. Yeah, and they just kind of didn't quite reach it. Yeah, I didn't. The most tropical thing was the background for the video, which is just which like was yeah, maybe that's all it was. Palm trees and shit. It was. I didn't really like it very much. No. They like they keep the flute sound, but they really like filter it down. Yeah. And then there's like a synth sweep happening in the background. Yeah. Like none of it really got me. Yeah, it know? wasn't like high effort, and no. it was the yeah, it and... seemed low effort. It really did. The one part that, well, I didn't. I just wanted to mention it because I thought it was neat. Like, right at the beginning of the song, there's kind of like a sigh sound from Shakira. Mm -hmm. And they just, like, took that and ran with it. Like, there's so many sighs in the background of this version. <laughs> when she's singing, like, she's also sighing, like, in the background. Weird. I did not notice that. Um, and they do, I wrote around, they stripped down some of the instrumentation for, like, the la 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 mm -hmm. section, and that, like, that's cool. It emphasizes the vocals, which are interesting. Yeah, which can kind of, like, add, like, a building. Yeah, but, like, this one is just so fucking boring. Yeah. And then right at the end, they, like, they just, like, on the synthesizer, just, like, play the same chord a lot, like, for a very long time. Yeah. Which I think might be a funk thing, but I don't really know. Yeah, I don't know. But it didn't sound very funky to me. No. So it may have been a misguided attempt to be funky. Um, And yeah, and then it's just like the drums pl play for a while. Yeah. Kind of a kind of a boring dance version. Yeah, honestly, it blew me away just how boring a remix could be. Yeah. Let's talk about, should we now jump into the uh, to Battle Dragon yeah. here? Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Battle Dragon. other metal version this is a power metal group from finland hell yeah and they used to do all covers and according to their bio they what was it like in the tradition of finnish power metal mm -hmm. they recorded an album like <laughs> okay <laughs> okay that's a real finnish power metal thing they said something about on their facebook pages their genres when something wet meets something metal oh i didn't see that <laughs> So right. these guys are weird. Yeah, that's but fun. yeah, right off the bat, these guys have a like a huge energy, and it's yeah. very. Clear. This is more that like power metal, high clear vocals with like a lot of um, reverb on them. Yeah, that kind of sound. And it, it's like it's very theatric with the vocals. Mm -hmm. It's got some of your classic like, you know, metal bits. They they got running bass lines and running rhythm guitars in this instead of like actually following the original yeah it does not have a dembo in this one no and like like the transitions are like yeah. like a guitar like like big like high notes with like a band like it's it's very it's very much it's a metal version yeah and i think well and, and like i think it does a good job of like finding how to make the metal work for this song yeah because i think like we said the original actually has a lot of like 
kind of layers mm-hmm. musically, and he kind of like just replaced those with metal stuff, and it works. It works, and it feels like uh, well, they got this uh, this like kind of I called it a metal choir for the the Lolly Lule lows, where they get the like backup vocals. Yeah, yeah, and like that was cool. The the guitar solo on this is pretty good, not too long, and there's a few guitar solos. Oh, okay, I only noted one. Uh, let me see. There's one. I think there's one after every chorus. There's like a short little guitar solo. Okay. Yeah. To throw one in. And then just like with the power metal, like particularly the vocals, it gives that sort of grand scale idea that's present in the Shakira music video and yeah. sort of in the, in the lyrics like, of the original like song. Like screaming from the mountaintops. Yeah. Feel. Yeah. It, it, it definitely feels bigger. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the one thing I didn't really like about this version, and it's probably understandable because they were probably not working professionally. Right. When they were doing their covers. This, the album is called The Cover Years. Right. Because they did covers early on and oh, okay. recorded an album in the tradition of in Finnish the, power Of metal. course. <laughs> um, I didn't think, uh, like, it wasn't as bad as the other version, but I didn't think the, like, mixing was very good on this one either. Mm. It sounded very, like, muddled, muddy. Right. To me. And, and even though the sounds generally I did like. It it did it did seem like it could use a, a, a remaster. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that because uh, yeah, it was tough to pick up like certain mm. individual pieces. Yeah, definitely listening on Yeah, it was yeah, that that was what I noticed too. I was mm. when I was trying to pick out parts, it was it was difficult. Yeah. So it was a little muddy, but not terrible and probably not even that unexpected from like you'd find it in like a lower quality MP three. Yeah. Uh which this shouldn't have been, but whatever. Yeah, that's you know that's how it goes again. Sometimes. Potential had potential had potential, um, but it was pretty strong uh, overall. Yeah, there was also there was like a synth organ part uh, with like a guitar solo, and I feel like the guitar solo could have gotten a little wilder. Like it was it was pretty straight, right? And I feel like, but again, these are like nitpicks of like, yeah. Like, exactly. I kind of like it when metal does this a bit more. Can you do that? Like whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I've, I might have misheard this. Did you hear him say whenever, forever at any point? No, I didn't notice. Okay. It's possible. But he also has like a line right at the end. Mm-hmm. D- does he say the glory within your heart? Like the uh, very end of the song. I'm not sure. That's exactly what he says. <laughs> yeah, he says the glory within your heart. And yeah, then we get so, some big drum beats and a finish there. Yeah, so he throws in an extra line at the end. Which maybe you're also maybe the glory's lost in the heart and you're lost in the eyes and uh, yeah who knows I don't know it's, I don't know I don't, I don't know. know how these poets do things and then, you know, I mean you're given this piece written by by some a Spanish speaking person in English right to to Finland people <laughs> uh, how does it make them feel I don't know I don't know glory hearts. But yeah, if we're talking specifically metal versions, I think these guys do a better this job. This is a little stronger. And like I was mentioning, it, it felt more like an ensemble thing, whereas mm-hmm. I always think, I mean, the Leo thing is like, it's Leo. Yeah. I'm sure he works with other people. Yeah, like, he did like on the Africa one. Yeah. He, there was other people credited. But like, it's kind of his own like project where this is more of a collaboration. Right. It feels more collaborative. Yeah. Like, there's more people bringing something to the table. Yeah, maybe Leo just needs more people on because he he's plays well enough. Like, Yeah. I don't know. I have nothing against the guy. I'm I'm rooting for him secretly. Yeah. We just we just haven't found a version of any of his covers that like or any we haven't found a song by him that we really like. Yeah, maybe we'll get there. We have had uh, groups in the past get worse and on one episode and best on another, so it's not unheard of. <laughs> it's not unheard of. 
All right, should we move in? I got 8-Bit Academy next. Yeah, that works for me. Okay, it's 8-Bit. I don't have much to say about it I don't, either. This one's pretty, like... Um, yeah, pretty straightforward. Like, it is an 8-Bit version, uh, like, chiptune version. Um, few notes are they, it sounds like there's a lot of like noise on the on the sounds on mm-hmm. the the waveforms. Okay, it's very like right sounding. Uh, and I don't maybe that's more accurate for like old hardware. Um, and there's like a cool descending sound on the transitions. These yeah. are just like random notes, basically. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's like it, it does a good job of making. Yeah, it if you want to like hear, if you like to hear, it's things, a video game yeah, song. I, if you like it, sound like a video game song. Like this could. If not this exactly being like an NES game, yeah. close to it. Because I feel like they're not using a ton of tracks. So, yeah. Yeah. Shakira for the fun. NES. Yeah. <laughs> Shakira fucking, I don't know. It's it'll, It would be like that desert bus game, except you would first <laughs> climb a mountain and then just count and then freckles. Just jump, you'd keep, <laughs> and then jump off the mountain <laughs> and repeat. And repeat, yeah. It's just... So, yeah. It, and it would just be this song on loop the yeah. whole time. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah I, I don't have anything really yeah, i've written here it's definitely it. the least horny version of this song definitely it's not yeah let's talk about are we is it think, crisscross amsterdam or uh, we got geo no, anna, yeah let's do geo anna i think i would do next Yeah. Um, so if you looked up Geoanna, uh, Geoanna claims to have no genre. If it sounds good, make it happen. Okay. I think their genre is dance remixes. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, Geoanna, but you can't just fucking say shit. This is a deep remix, okay? It was deep. So this is, it kind of made me think of the chopped and screwed stuff. Yeah, there was a bit of chopping on this. Yeah, so there was some chopping and like the de- lowering. Of, yeah. It was like lowered and. And there was a lot of like repeating and jumping around and stuff to the point where they were clearly like they did not care about like lyrical coherency. Like, yeah. Like they they didn't need to get a whole line out. They could jump past part, go back, jump forward, and like they wouldn't even need to have the whole thing in. It was just sound. Yeah, I thought it was cool the chopping up the vocals and throwing them down a little. Yeah, I mean it's always interesting when you kind of take words out of the context of language and just make them sounds yeah you know? so kind of neat yeah like this was a neat one it's got it starts with everything kind of like through a filter almost like you're hearing it through a wall right and then it kind of comes in clear but i will say this it's always funny to like play around with soundtracks or like speech tracks and like make them lower <laughs> like so that's always amusing to hear. Yeah. So I wasn't and not ex- going into it not expecting that, and then Shakira coming in and being like, "Whatever." I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on?" Yeah, that is fun. So that's always fun. Yeah, it, it's a little more tolerable than like Alvin and the Chipmunk style, like yeah. "Whatever, wherever." So, so I can definitely accept this more. Oh, for sure. And yeah, like the like the the actual track itself is pretty simplistic. You get an electronic bass line. The uh, percussion's pretty much just four on the floor. It's the four bass kicks for most of it. 
get little guitar stings for some of the chords. Like it's kind of minimalistic, which but in a better way than uh, the bass, the flabbergasted remix. There's more effort definitely yeah. going into this one, or there seems to be. Um, it was more interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I think maybe because it treated the vocals as an instrument. Yeah, it it didn't need to have like it more more or less followed the structure, but mm-hmm. it jumbled it around and you know like chopped it and kind of screwed it. Screwed it. Just a little, a little. I don't know if this counts as chopped and screwed or not. I don't know. It definitely it's, it's more subtle than uh, Pursuit of Happiness version. Yo, for sure. For sure. Uh, but it's kind of a neat addition without like going too overboard. Which yeah. I don't know if there's such thing as going too overboard, but it definitely didn't. If going overboard is a risk, it avoided that. But yeah. if there was more, I don't know that I would complain. Yeah, I don't know. It would, uh, it would definitely change the, uh, the kind of vibe of it. Yeah, if the whole thing was just like... And like real loads of breath. Breath, breath, breath. Crush the breast. Crush the breast. Matching it up with Pursuit of Happy. Crush the breast, little breast. <laughs> Roll it, breast. Take Big a breast. <laughs> Feeling breast. Feel breast. <laughs> Two eight breast. Summer breast. breast. <laughs> I don't care. Hand on the breast. Driving <laughs> breast up to Okay, we need to stop. Doing my breast. <laughs> Look at my life. Get my breast. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think that must be all we have to say about this yeah, one. Yeah, I think so. So, in conclusion. Breast. Breast. <laughs> uh, crisscross Amsterdam. Crisscross Amsterdam. So and this, uh, this is featuring Connor Maynard and also the DJ, the boy next door. Cause whenever, wherever, we're meant to be together. I'll be there and you'll be near. And that's the deal, my dear. We're over. The boy next door. It's just called Whenever as well. Yeah. Um, this is version. This kind of is the reason I thought to do this song. Okay. Because this came out fairly recently. Yeah, and it's wildly popular too. And I heard it on the radio at the gym a couple times, okay. and my sister mentioned it to me. So figured we'd. Uh, yeah. yeah. So this was uh this came out. Yeah, 2018, and by August of 2018, I don't know when in 2018 it was released, but it had over 16 million plays on Spotify. Sounds like a big number to me. That's a huge number. Yeah. We had like 50 plays last month on Spotify. We're getting there. (laughs) It doesn't help when Spotify just randomly decides to take our episodes down. That's true. Spotify. Do you have those up again, by the um, way? I'm working on it. I've okay. got up to... So you have to convert everything. Yeah, so it, and it's, it's pretty easy to do that. That's just I've just been doing it during the work day. Yeah. And anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, so this is... The, this the, also reminded me of like that tropical type remix. Oh, this is thing. 100% tropical. Um, it like... It comes in with like a filter sweep of like... It's the like... Yeah. And then... Yeah, like I feel like we've had this exact same structure. Yeah. For other songs we've heard. Yeah, where so they're just taking the the chorus with yeah. their own verses. Basically. Yeah, and their own verses are garbage. Yeah, they're not that great. It's very I don't know. Well, clearly there's less like poetry going on. They're yeah, more straightforward. It's more just yeah, straightforward like it says so the first verse is baby we'll be together when you come over. Yeah, I need you to. And the second verse is like my mom's a little mad about this. You should meet her. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm saying, what is the mom mad about? It's, my mom's mad. I don't care. 
<laughs> but I would like for you to meet each other sometime. Like, okay. Yeah. And then even a million miles won't get me going. I'm which I don't know what that means. I'll meet you every night in every dream I find your love that makes me smile. Which is like just a worse way of saying what Shakira says Basically, in the original. Yeah, it's like a less interesting version. <laughs> yeah, I do think it is less interesting. Yeah. Overall. I mean, I'll admit I have some you know, it sounds very modern, like the vocals are very like breathy. Yeah. And they sound like very YouTube current. commenters believe he sounds like Justin Bieber, which I can neither confirm nor deny. That might be true. Yeah. That might be true. Um, but yeah, it didn't really, it didn't really grab me. No. Um, the other thing I found, they, they use the riff, the like flute riff on their own synthesizer. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's as interesting on this synthesizer. No. I feel like the flute really adds something and I don't know what it is. And I'm trying not to be too like old man yells at cloud about this, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but like, I just feel like it, it didn't grab me in the same way. It doesn't have as cool a sound. Yeah. It's May- just like... Yeah. And I like synthesizers, I swear. Oh, fuck yeah. Huge on synthesizers. But, like, this one just it just wasn't great. But there is something about the, uh, the organic sound quality. And almost like... Maybe they used the wrong kind of synthesizer. Like, if it was a different tone, mm-hmm. like, it would have better. Because, like, they, like, they took the airiness from that flute and just, like, put it in the vocals and, like, stripped it out of the riff. Yeah. It's like, kind of like a weird body swap thing. You know? yeah, it was a free. They Freaky Friday this they one. Freaky Friday did, yeah. So, but it was also the Freaky Friday remake. So, oh god, you know. yeah, it was a Lindsay Lohan version, yeah, and, a, and the other lady, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's right, a famous person that I should famous know the name person. of. <laughs> you know, from Halloween. <laughs> uh, I, so yeah, this is the, the like Spotify like behind the lyrics described this as being by four Dutch dudes and a British YouTuber. The British YouTuber being the singer Connor Maynard. And then crisscross Amsterdam and the boy next door. Yeah, yeah I knew I knew it was Dutch guys. Yeah. Um, and the boy next door has a quote describing his music, and he says the boy next door is a Dutch DJ who loves to make the crowd feel good with a mix of urban party and bullshit. Okay, <laughs> that's that's that kind of like flippant attitude I like from my European DJs. Hell yeah! And he says my music and my sets are focused on tropical summer vibes, which yep, you nailed it. Yep. You hit the hit the nail on the head here, buddy. <laughs> And then fucking crisscross Amsterdam decided to get Connor on the track. And here's the weird thing is they like questioned getting him on the track, not because they didn't think he was good, but because they had put him on another track. So they've just been like, didn't want to work with him again. Yeah. So he says, of course there was doubt. Should we do the same vocalist on another track? But then again, why not? We wanted the best for the song. And Connor is in our opinion, the one who is fitted for whenever. And just like, the idea that vocalists cannot be consistent in in electronic culture is yeah. weird to me. I don't know. Yeah, I guess if if all of your artists are features and you don't want to like pigeon pigeonhole, pigeonhole yourself, yeah. I don't know. Like they, yeah, like they're the guys who because at that point you just become producers for that guy, right? But then yeah, I guess so. <laughs> so they still wanted to be their thing, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It is an odd thought. Yeah. And so they did actually get approval from Gloria Estevan and Shakira to use the, to sample the chorus. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, this is just fucking trop pop, my dude. Yeah. I didn't. It's, to... it's a good production value trop pop. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Clearly some effort went into it. But the lyrics suck. Not terribly interesting. And it's, it's, it's just not my bag. Like, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't get into it. Um, although there's, I mean. There's a marimba. <laughs> hey. 
You know so, I love a good marimba. Or, or a xylophone, maybe. I don't know. I think it's a marimba. Okay. Kind of sound. So, yep. Got that going on. Um, he, he, uh, the boy next door said that this is his best track, and then everybody became friends. I'm glad they made friends. Yeah, that's tight. Right on, guys. Um, I, I don't know what his other tracks are. Well, he had the 2017 hit. La Collegiala. Is that? I don't know if that's that college. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't sound Dutch to me. No, it sounds Spanish. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I um, I wasn't terribly enthused by this. Did you see the music video for this? One? No, I didn't. Okay, so we watch great. it. Yeah, okay. let's watch it. Let's talk about it. Let's watch it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, so... There's not much to talk about the music video. Yeah, it's uh, just like... It's, it's like a montage sequence of, like, a bunch of people, and we thought it might be Miami. I don't know. Yeah, like, it might be Miami. It might be somewhere Spanish. I don't, yeah, I don't really know. Somewhere where soccer's more prevalent. Yeah, um, city skylines that well. Yeah. So... But yeah, you get Connor Maynard yeah. making hand signals and looking awkwardly at the camera and singing. And, like... And yeah, just like a bunch of like bros hanging out. Yeah, and like harassing locals and stuff. <laughs> the, the locals seem to be into it. Though, uh, yeah, so. they, seem, they seem to be fine with it. And uh, but yeah. You like mentioned one cool effect where they have like similar right. pictures. They take like the same picture from like slightly different angles and like go between them. There's like maybe four or five of them. And then just kind of looks vaguely 3D. Yeah. For like half a second. Everything's very fast. It yeah. is a music video. And they do this thing where they, like, they, I don't know why they decided to do this, but they have, like, the camcorder, like, display. Yeah, they go between a different, it looks like different, like, filming styles. So, yeah. So, like, there's the, like, handheld camera, and then there's some more, there's some where they'll do, like, the film border, so it looks like a, a film reel oh, kind of yeah. deal. And so, I don't, I don't know if it means anything. Yeah, because they only affected the... On a very basic level, yeah, or they they'll do like actually, put like, like a film grain over it. Yeah, they didn't really do anything like that. It was just yeah. like, look, it's like so, film. It looked at times it looked cool. There was like some neat colors, yeah, or whatever. But but uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, I feel about it about the same way as the song. So I guess they were consistent. Yeah, I guess. I'll tell you this, not as not as good as the Shakira video. It doesn't have any green screen. Or a single Latin Grammy. Yeah, did, <laughs> did they even jump off a mountain? No. Fucking these guys. All right, so that's our full, full list of songs this time. Yeah. We're going to go into our final segment, which is reviewing them. Yeah. So three categories, worst, best, and best dance version. Best dance version, okay. Like best one to dance to, I guess. So, Alex, you got to tell me, what's the worst version of this song? Mm, you know, I, I feel like we're going to have some agreement on this, but we'll see. Because, really, Flabbergasted was the one that, like, just completely meant nothing to me at all. Like, I considered just taking it off the list because it was so flat. Yeah, I was actually confused. <laughs> I was like, surely Alex has this here for a reason. <laughs> and I just, like, listened to it like... More than the other versions, I honestly like listen to this because like, I was like, gotta, gotta be something, some fucking note down for this version. But nope. yeah, it is a nothing piece. Yeah, nothing. There is nothing there. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. That is the worst version of this. So let's talk about the best version. I did think there were a couple strong versions, mm -hmm. but also a couple really weak ones. Oh yeah. Um, but in terms of best, as much as I, I do like the original version. Yeah. Um, the the. Sahara mix 
really surprised me. Mm-hmm. There's so much instrumentation and like so much so much like interesting sounds going on that you don't hear very often in our music. Yeah. That like yeah, and and it changed throughout like it kept doing like different versions of this and that and swapping things and it was it was cool. Yeah, I really did like the Sahara mix as well. Um I also liked the uh who India Martinez I think that was a tight version. He also the strings, had a cool too. version. It almost for similar reasons. Yeah, there's some similarities. I almost I knew about the Sahara mix, but I heard the India Martinez version before I actually listened to it. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe she was covering that, but it's become clear that she was not. Not. They just had that. I I don't know what it is about that like Middle Eastern influence that just kind of like. Yeah, and maybe that's why she this. did it, but she used the, that violin sound or whatever but yeah that's cool yeah so yeah I, i'll fucking highlight the uh india martinez version because that one was tight and yeah the sahara mix those are probably the top two yeah and uh, i feel like battle dragon could have been really cool yeah it would have been a lot better with a little bit better like yeah just a little like, tightening um, up on that engineering i guess um yeah but good effort yeah good effort solid and now what's the best one to dance to alex you're always dancing at the clubs. I'm always dancing at the clubs. You know I listen, you know I dance the deep remix <laughs> exclusively. No. Um just the dance version. I mean the original is a pretty solid dance track. It really fucking is. Maybe not as modern as it could be. I feel like you could still just bust us at the but club though. You, you could cuz it's like nostalgic enough. Yeah. Right? Like like we were yesterday we went to um local uh, they're not really a club. They're a Greta bar, Greta but they do bar. the kind of thing on where, like, Friday, yeah. Saturday nights, they do a club Yeah, so we were there, it was Saturday night, and they cranked up the music, and there's a little dance floor. And there was a lot of, like, they didn't play this song, but it was, like, songs from that era, vaguely remixed. Yeah, and, like, they did a lot of, like, pop punk that so, night, which was surprising. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I, I think you can, from this, like, early 2000s pop music, you can get a, a big reaction from... From uh, club goers these days. Oh yeah, easily. Even they played Numb Encore. Fuck yeah! And like I walked around the place and so many people were singing along. Uh, yeah. Like, I, and I had never heard of that version before we <laughs> covered it, but apparently it was quite popular. Yeah. Uh, that was neat. Yeah, I was fucking stoked when that came <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, that was. But I, I didn't actually answer the question. So. Yeah, is that are you are you locking down Shakira's version um, for the I, best dance yeah, version? Yeah, I feel like. The original's got like a a solid claim. Yeah, that. I think honestly you're right. The only other one, I mean, like Aisha's a fine dance version, but it's like not a very exciting version. I agree. And you can't dance to Mundy's version. Not no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I gotta give it to the original too, but the Spanish version. Oh. <laughs> Just to be different. Swifty. That's that. Um, I didn't come up with the bonus segment this week. Alex, what do you what do you listen to these days? What's new on the? Um, honestly, I listened to a lot of Shakira this week. Nice, <laughs> just so I could maybe talk about it. What's a um, good entry point for Shakira? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. So, uh, I at one point decided I was like, I'm gonna listen to a bunch of Shakira. This wasn't this week. This is previously. Right. And I'm gonna be the Shakira guy. So when people talk about Shakira, I'm gonna know. Um, didn't work out very well. No. I don't. I like Shakira. Well yeah. enough, but in terms of like the way I like David Bowie, where I could listen to like pretty much any David Bowie song and like like it yeah. and/or love it, I'm not into all Shakira. She's got some pretty, she has some less impressive album tracks. Okay, 
but uh, in terms of Shakira songs that you should check out, the hits are usually good. Um, uh, this song, obviously, Underneath Your Clothes, Hips Don't Lie, solid songs. She has another song called Spotlight. I think it was a bit of a hit a couple years back. Okay. That's a good one to jam along to. It's a pretty big song. Uh, she has a song called Spy, I think it is, that has some interesting melody to it. Mm. Um, there's a song called Hey You. I kind of like the, the uh, <laughs> not Pink Floyd this time. <laughs> um, that kind of has that I think is also a minor hit because I remember hearing it at some point. Uh. Um, and there's one more Waka Waka, which was also a pretty big hit. That's a fun one. <laughs> based on the was who's the Muppet? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's not the Fozzy. Yeah, okay. I kept thinking Fonzie. I was like, that's not it. It's Waka Waka brackets this time for Africa. Ah. Or like, there's also a Spanish version. It was like a World Cup song a couple years ago. 2010. Okay, interesting. Um, So there's a couple versions of that. And uh, that's always fun. And like, yeah. So those are the ones I can think of right now. So she's got some solid songs. Fucking A. Yeah. That's all you've been listening to, Shakira? No, well, I mean, that was a lot of this week. Yeah, other than that, enough. like, oh, I put <laughs> put on the Cowboy Bebop soundtrack. Oh, nice! To my place a little while ago, so that was fun. Yeah, what have you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to a band called. Hang on, let me make sure I get the name right here. They sound they're like they're like yacht rock, basically like modern yacht rock. So very similar to Steely Dan. Oh, uh, Young Gun Silver Fox. Young Gun Silver Fox. Yeah, I do like Steely Dan. Yeah, I think you'd like these guys. They're just like they got that vibe. Cool. The album, their latest album is called AM Waves. That's from 2018, and that's the one I've been blasting. It's got it's got songs like Midnight in Richmond, Lenny, and Kingston Boogie. Ooh. All of those sound like Steely Dan songs. <laughs> yeah, it's like a hundred percent like a modern Steely Dan. It's tight as fuck. Okay. I've been doing that. Uh Andrew Bird released a new album a couple I of weeks ago. I actually got a notification about that, but hey, I haven't yeah. listened to any Andrew Bird yet. You I just should. like saved him on Spotify. Right. So it thinks I like it. Also I also get notifications about Pentatonics album. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, and I, I gotta start listening to you mentioned that new The Darkness album. Right, the Darkness new which, being like last new, year. New in that I just noticed it like the other day, but it's been out for a while. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking looking forward to. You mentioned last night that there's one Shakira song that sounds like another song. By, oh, that's Underneath Your Clothes. And it sounds like... A, a bangle song, but I'm blanking on which song. It's not Walk Like an Egyptian, is it? It's not Walk Like an Egyptian. the only bangle song I know. Yeah, well, yeah, besides their cover of A Hazy oh, Shade you. of Winter. Is it Talking in My Sleep, the song they released in 2019 of this year? Does it sound like that? I think it's an older song. <laughs> does, does it sound like Manic Monday? Oh yeah, that's the other Bangles song. Um, I'm trying to remember. Does it sound like Eternal Flame? That might actually be it. Oh. Cool. That's been our bonus segment. If you guys want to tell us what you've been listening to, you shout at us on Twitter at Jake McCressy at some Alex Wise guy. Hashtag. That's what I've been listening to. <laughs> did, did we call it something at some point? Did we have a segment name? I don't know if we had a segment name for it. No. I yeah. have to look back. Follow us, subscribe to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Podsmatcher, Spotify, but it's with a D instead of a T. Uh, no. 
Um, rate and review us, please. We like getting reviews. We, we haven't do. gotten any in a long time. We have seven reviews on iTunes. That's not bad. That's not bad. We have five stars. I mean, is anyone are any of them like written? Uh, well, just John. John's, yeah, okay. I mean, he said our cover art gives him nightmares. Sweet. And as we always say on this podcast, am I not my covers keeper?